What's up guys? This is Dave Duenas, the founder of Leaving the Ring Radio. Hope you guys are enjoying your day. I hope you guys are enjoying these uh, short segments that I'm putting up of the two-hour show we do on Monday night. Uh, if you haven't joined the Leaving the Ring YouTube channel, please do. We do post them up there and at times we are there live streaming. Uh, hit that like button and the notification bell so you know when we're up live. Other than that, wear a mask, don't be an ass. Just kind of being like hypnotized with numbers and that just seems to be the most popular thing to talk about is numbers, numbers, numbers and what this guy's doing on, on social media, et cetera, et cetera. How much now, money he's making. Right. And I'm not, I'm not saying anything against that. I think a lot of, you know, uh, people that tuned in and didn't, I guess I didn't make myself clear enough, you know, Emil. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make it perfectly clear. Okay. Because I had some fans even coming on. I had this one guy that if I finally have to mute you, it's because we're now on a, argument debate about who's got a bigger dick on the comment box and i don't like playing that game you know i'm just not one of those guys that's going to sit there all day going back and forth and then you're starting to take the argument completely in a different direction and one of the arguments is he's like saying you got to give ryan garcia some slack canelo alvarez was fighting uh you know the jason valez of the world at the age of 20 uh that wasn't true he wasn't at the age of 20, okay, he had already, he had already fought uh, Carlos Baldemir and knocked him out, which nobody had stopped Carlos Baldemir like that. You know I mean? He put him flat on his face, okay? Yeah, tough dude. And he had like 35 fights underneath his belt when he debuted on HBO. And a lot of folks have said that he's got even more fights underneath his belt that wasn't recorded in Mexico. Okay, by the age of 21, he stepped in with contender and champion Alfonso Gomez. Then he went in with Kermit Cintron, who was considered a big puncher. Then he got in and, uh, at the age of 22. He gets in with Shane Mosley, Austin Trout, and then Josecito Lopez. So here's my thing. There is no comparisons because Canelo waited his turn. He listened to his handlers. As Roberto Diaz and Ernesto Gavillon came on and had brought up and mentioned on here, which a lot of us or, you know, with common sense, we could see this. He's getting a lot of bad advice. It's not the advice that, that he should be taking right now. What he should be doing is allowing Roberto Diaz to match him carefully so that when he's ready and he's got all the tools and they've all sharpened and polished, he'll be ready to take that next step. But what's happening is a kid is going, hey, I want – this so-and-so fight and this so-and-so fight has to happen. Okay, now, if he wants it, I agree with Makar, give it to him. But if you're yeah. going to give him more money, my opinion is he needs to fight the bigger names. The Luke Campbells of the world, well, the Jorge Norris. I don't agree with that 100%. Um, right. There have been plenty of people throughout the history of boxing who have uh actually david i'm hearing a huge echo on your line am i on a speakerphone let me correct that i think i know what the yeah. problem is give me a second mm-hmm. yeah just plug in the headphones perfect go ahead all right should be good now 
So, yeah, what I was saying was boxing has been, you know, it has a long history of kind of very popular young fighters who come up and don't necessarily fight the best opposition but get huge paydays because they're draws on TV and draws at the gate. So if what he's saying is I'm bringing in the viewers and I'm putting ashes in seats and therefore I should be paid a lot, I can agree with that. But if he's not doing that and then he's also fighting lower-level competition and asking to be paid, then that's kind of where I have a problem with it. See, and here's the thing with what, what I – what I see with the kid. I don't have a problem with the kid. If whatever he wants, I just want to see him. You look, if he's asking for a meal or more, because remember this, uh, in 2019, he ended up signing on with Golden Boy in the most lucrative deal for a prospect, right? Yeah. Highest paid, whatever. That's what he got. Okay. And, and this third time around, he's now complaining like, look, they don't, they don't want to pay me more money to fight so-and-so. Now, I agree with them, then I disagree with them. I agree with them, like, look, if you're going to fight another Jason Les, you shouldn't get these high pays. But if you're going to fight Lou Campbell, I think he should get the big money. Well, I think that, again, and, and here's the thing, I'm not blaming Ryan Garcia, and that's why I want to clarify. I'm not blaming the kid if he wants to get paid. He's got to get paid. Who, if I had a point blame to, I would have to blame DeZone. DeZone decided to bring on two YouTubers onto the network. Jake Paul, who at the time of 2018, recorded by Forbes, was, a, was making, what, $21.5 million off of YouTube. Okay? Uh, Logan and, and, and that guy, KC, they made $900,000 on their purse when they fought at the Staples that got, you know, brought 12,000 people to come and witness it in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, it streamed. Uh, it streamed on the, the, the Zone YouTube, 773,000, and then it did on Twitch, 400,000 uh, for the Jake Paul and Gib. Now, I think what, what, I think what the problem is, is that the Zone, like before, to me, has kind of always, they made the mistake of opening up their wallet and exposing how much they have in the bank before they really had rolled out a plan. What they figured is I'm going to entice. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, uh, flirt with these fighters that are money hungry and I'm going to bring them my way. And, and it's going to be interesting. And this is what I'm going to do. So if Canelo and his team saw this and they're like, Hey, wait a minute, you know, this guy, Jake Paul has like what 19 million uh, YouTube uh, followers. And I got, let me see. I wrote it down here. I mean, he's got like 6.7 on Instagram, and he also has draw big numbers to the gate. He's in his right to say, I want these fights because you got two nobodies. You're paying them 900000 Hernandez. You're paying them 900000 well, The other aspect to it, too, David, is that if someone, whether it's Jake Paul or uh, Ryan Garcia, has a huge social media following, that's also free publicity for the zone if they're not getting right. paid. Because every time they post to Instagram or to uh, Twitter or wherever they have an online presence talking about their fight, that's going to drive subscribers for the zone. So, again, if I'm from Ryan Garcia's standpoint, I'm like, bitch, that's not free. 
You got pain. right, but we don't. But see, here's the thing: is the zone has not even reported, or I haven't seen it, saying that it did have these new uh, subscribers uh, that signed up and stayed with them. You know, there's really no clear message if that if that's really came to fruition that this happened. So we really don't know that. So I understand when I hear like promoters or even uh, you know certain managers say there's no way of really making that transition. There's no way of really a, a, a saying that, hey, his followers are going to jump over and do this, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, you opened that door. Am I wrong about that? I mean, you opened that door by inviting two YouTubers based on what their subscribers and their followers thinking that this is what's going to invite and this is what we're going to get. Then it's in every right for Ryan Garcia to say, hey, I should get the same treatment, you know? I should yeah, be able to especially especially if he's a real fighter. Exactly. And 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 he's a real fighter. This guy's really putting in the work, you know, where these uh the Jake Pauls and, and and whatever the other Logan Paul, uh what they're saying is like, hey, we're jumping YouTube shit because you you know, there's a cap at what we're doing and there isn't a cap in boxing. And we believe that we train hard and we got Shane Mosley on our corner that we can actually make a bigger noise and get bigger money. Well, then yeah. you, it's like they're stepping on the toes of kids like Ryan Garcia, Virgil Ortiz, who actually have put in all the work, went into the traditional way of, of building, getting themselves out there. And Ryan Garcia did the other thing that's not traditional, which is get himself out there on social media and has done a phenomenal job. So if that's what – I'm with him. If he says, you paid these guys, and nobody seemed to have a problem with it, giving these guys a platform and giving them 900,000 because of their potential followers signing up with the zone. You shouldn't have a problem with me then. That, that would be my argument if I had, if I was representing him. But my argument as a boxing fan is that's cool, but I'd like to see you step in with the Luke Campbell's of the world. I, I'm, I'm kind of like, are we going to get there or we're not? And if we're not, then I don't want to hear about money. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, from a boxing standpoint, Dave, your biggest interest is I want to see the biggest, biggest and most meaningful fights. Right. And I can totally see that, whereas this generation's, I shouldn't say this generation's, but the new generation of boxing fan isn't just taking into consideration skill set and uh, the kind of things that maybe the older generations would have. They're also looking at social media numbers, uh, purses, and are now, you know, looking at things from a kind of a manager or as Steve Kim, I think, coined the term manager perspective. Yeah, which is like I, I mean, said, it's just that's just you're um, not getting you're not getting the money. You're not giving the getting the social media followers. So why do you care? But you know, unfortunately, there were it's people. A, it's like the movie fan that cares how much the Avengers made at the box office, if not more, at, at least as much as they care how much quality is actually in the movie. They just wanted yeah, to be dude. the biggest movie of the year because guess what? They like the Avengers as opposed to actually going out and enjoying the movie for what it is in, in its own right. It is. It is really really strange with the obsession of pay-per-view numbers, um, how much this fighter's making, uh, you know, 
whatnot and whatnot. I mean, that obsession is just it's it's honestly it's kind of turned me off. And that's why, like, I will mute you or whatever, like, block you if that's all you want to talk about and that's your argument. Is and and especially if you start bringing up Canelo at the age of twenty and what he's done, and that you know, you know, look at the I mean, he he fought an ex world champion. You know, and we were hearing about money. What we were hearing is the potential. That's what we were hearing the most was the potential he has. And this is what we're going to do with him. You know, now, granted, granted, I was one of them that complained that I wanted to see him a little bit more after he got a title, which that's not to complain with Ryan Garcia. He hasn't received the title, but he's acting as if he should get paid as as if he has a title or he's like an Olympian. But again, it's a double-edged sword because the zone for one opened up that wallet and for two invited two YouTubers based on a subscription subscription base. And and that's I think that's where they they screwed up. Okay? Let me um